card as well? I make a beer. Do oh, not okay. do the whole thing in Russian. <laughs> it's already offensive. <laughs> ASMR. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. The sound of beers. some sexy alcohol free. Let's, let's cheers them over the top. There we go. <laughs> Hello, wife. Welcome and bienvenue. Right, we're here to do a little podcast for the new feed. A little podcast? No, well, a normal size one. Okay. We are for the the new feed of, of Avenue Q and on crumbs in which we explain ourselves okay. and also do the opposite of that. Well, you can explain yourself. <laughs> Well, I'm also leaving obscure hints. I'm just going to tell everyone which which Julia my favourite Julia is from the Cold War Pop video. That's about the that, level. That's not one of the questions anyone submitted. Okay. You should have created an alt on the Discord and oh, submitted no. one yourself. I'm sorry. I, I did not do it properly. We're going to answer the questions that have been submitted to us. All right, then. On our Discord. Okay. What's a Discord? It's like a forum. It's not a difficult question to answer, is no, it? No, it's just like, like a forum. Seem it's to like, like oh, the I'm internet not... from the past. It's just like you what do we see used people to... say. We're not clicking that oh. Discord. Well, it says Discord. is that four chan? Am I going to see someone throwing up in someone else's mm. bottom? It's got more rules and stuff, hasn't it? So it's a bit more difficult. But... It's got more rules than four chan. If you're in the Discord, I ask people to submit questions about Cold War Bop specifically. Okay, which was our single. Yes, that's right. We released. We did that. No, we did. We released a single, and then this is, and we're going to release this, and there'll be people who will hear this because they'll have missed that, and then they'll go, "Oh, you didn't say there was a single," and we did so many times on yeah, every. Yeah, possible. but all the algorithms—they all hid it from you, and now, and now you know. There is an issue at the moment with algorithms, isn't there? It's very difficult to get anyone to see anything. Yeah, I, had, I, I did experiment with with ways of getting people to see, which was which was interesting to kind of experiment with. What was your experiment? Well, I tried different things for Facebook and for Instagram just to see what... What worked. What worked on Instagram. So what works this week, according well, to you? not this week, but when I Social did it... Social media expertise. What seemed to work was, obviously, doing the thing that everyone says, which put, which is putting the link in the comments rather than having the link be the thing. So putting a picture and then putting the link in the comments. And that works, is it? And sharing it on your own profile, not your business profile you know so like not yeah. on the indelicates page that worked the, the pages are basically dead like you can't get them to do anything on them which is a bit it used to say it spent 14 pounds reach 100,000 people and now mm. it says spend 14 pounds reach five extra people yeah it's they they, they because they're trying to tell the truth about what it was it, but it, it is embarrassing yes so and then instagram i posted a lot of pictures all at once which it then showed slowly which was interesting um so simon kept seeing the I did, I saw a new, a new every picture day. yeah exactly so that was interesting i didn't really do anything on twitter because i don't see anything really and no one sees anything i post so that doesn't work so i just concentrated on those two to see what would happen and then obviously like it's because elon doesn't think you're a valuable content creator yes and then I did some TikToks with the kids lip syncing. That's why Elon doesn't think you're valuable. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't want to see you. How does he speak? What does Elon Musk sound like? Okay, okay. yeah. Sexy. Uh, uh, he doesn't sound like <laughs> Oh, yeah. Elon Musk. Yeah, okay. That's what he sounds like. Yeah, he sounds a bit like that. Yeah. So he probably was going, oh, oh, I don't want to see pictures of, of, of your children. I'm Elon Musk. But he has loads of children. Is that what he sounds, that's what he sounds like, I think he it? sounds like that. Yeah, he and if he doesn't like see them, he has them, he puts them... Into women. <laughs> they right. come out. Okay. And then he disregards them and moves on to create more children. Right. To populate Mars. 
I see. <laughs> we have to answer these questions. I still think he's hilarious, though. I know you love Elon Musk. <laughs> you, you, your favourite men at the moment. Well, Elon sort of dropped down a bit because you've got a bit of a crush on Lindsay Buckingham at the minute. I do, yeah. He's just a car. Wow. <laughs> You're the only person who thinks that about Lindsay Buckingham. No, it's just that performance, that particular performance is wild, isn't it? In, in bed or? In what? No. <laughs> I'm not performing with Lindsay Buckingham in bed. He's much, well, probably, much older if, than if me. If you were, we'd probably get a good album out of it based on Lindsay Buckingham's history. I, I'm game for that. <laughs> mm. I'm game for most things, you know, so it's all good. I'll do it for You the... have to do it behind my back though and write songs about it. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, right. Yeah. Fair enough. You have to be like, you have to. I've sleep, written this song about my with... dog, but it's not actually about my dog. It's actually about Christine's English. you. <laughs> oh, she, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I've written this song about exactly. my dog. But I love it's Christine. Not actually Christine, about this, my is, dog. this is why. What's the, we were trying to work out the definitive ranking of classic lineup Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. And I say it's uh, you because you say Lindsay's number one. I think it's joint number one, Lindsay and Christine. Yeah. Right. Then Mick, then John, and then Stevie's like fifth. Yeah. Which is controversial. But he's he's is... a very good musician. You don't really realise it until until Simon points it out to you. And then you're like, oh, look at that. He's really good, isn't he? Um, and then like he does stuff where he, where he does that thing where it's like he pushes the he pushes the music out in a... Don't in watch a, your plosives. Sorry. He pushes the music out in a way that's not music anymore. It becomes... It transforms into something else, the performance. And yeah, but Christine looks like... Someone racy from your granddad's golf club, yeah, and that's a... what what I like about her or liked about her. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I've got this song about my dog, but it's not about my dog. Like, actually, oh, it's about oh. my boyfriend. <laughs> you know, I can just imagine my granddad sort of just sitting there going, oh, "Christine's in," <laughs> and just and his wife going, and "He's going, John, don't look, stop looking at Christine like stop that. It. Stop, stop looking, looking at, at her Christine. in a spoon. He's like, oh, I just she's got a nice pair of boots on. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be all right. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she does sort of thank the audience a little bit, like she's at the golf club, doesn't she? She's she like, does. I just she's got, she's got a very distinctive <laughs> golf club air that I really, I really enjoy. This is we've okay. That's seven minutes of no content. Come on, then, um, let's answer some questions. Well, these are all the questions. Do you want to read out the? Get them up on yours as well. Oh, get them up on mine as well. We've got to ask them to each other. Okay, hold on. Because of our Discord. Because of our dedicated independence. So it's not going to interfere with the recording. I've got the things on so I can tell oh. if it does. Okay, all right. Where are the questions? They're in AMA. AMA. What does that stand for? Ask me anything. It does. I know that one. I'm just a little bit out of the loop, mate, all right? I know, it's because you've had all these babies yeah, and you haven't got time to babies. dedicate to the internet. <clears throat> okay. So right. you knew about the kings having cancer before me. That's because my phone tells me, did you know this? <laughs> did you know about the king? Well, I thought you a lady, what, lady the with a baby. Do yes. you want to know about the king? What's happened he's, to the king? He's got cancer. He's only got and it's not the good cancer. kind. No, oh, it's not the good kind. No. You bloody old darling. <sighs> Infuriating. You have cancer already. And then for the rest of They've the day... you just become king. For the rest of the day, I had updates about this. What Harry did... Oh, oh. What, what William The best did. one was that, that hashtag Harry is a lying traitor was trending. Yeah. But obviously Harry is a traitor from the, the programme, The Traitors. Yeah. So people were posting pictures of Harry as a lying traitor going, well, he's supposed to be a traitor. He, yeah, that's, that's right. He's what, in the programme, The Traitors, exactly. I had a good idea a minute ago. I posted it already. Yeah. So there's no point saying it. Yeah. But we could, instead, you'd have The Traitors crossed with The Apprentice, but it'd be like a socialist agri-collective. Right. And then, like, some of the people are pre-diagnosed to be counter-revolutionary elements. And then every oh. week they have to have a big commune meeting and, like, banish the 
counter-revolutionary elements to Siberia to try oh, and increase. Oh, my good. They, they've got to try and triple productivity <laughs> by the end of the series. better. Mm. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Because the problem with The Apprentice, the reason why The Apprentice isn't good anymore is because Alan Sugar is, it's just, it's a busted flush. Like, you can't take Alan Sugar seriously. Yeah, um, that's true, yeah. But what's good about The Traitors is that the group has to do it together, like communism. Yeah. So if you had it just like me, could, but they have like a purpose, like The Apprentice, but yeah. at the same time, the, the actual firings will yeah. be done by the common will, like written into the rules that you can create separate splinter factions yeah. and try and like compete with the other farm. And then yeah. and also at the same time, every time you banish someone, even if you get it wrong and they weren't secretly counter-revolutionary element, yeah. right, you have to still convince everyone to pretend that they were for the yes. good of the yes. society. Yes, yes. I just think it'd be really good. <laughs> Total eggs better. So do you want to ask me to ask, well, we can ask each other questions. I'll ask okay. the first one of okay. you, right? So we'll do it, should we do it in order or should we do it in like order of wanting to answer well, them? It might be that I don't know the answers to some of these questions so well, much. I don't know, because this first one, right, yep. from Faustina. Yep. I hope I pronounce people's... Handles, yep. Fork handles. Mm-hmm. Handles for forks. But I'm reading that as Faustina. Yep. Because we have a little bit of German in our family. Oh, we've got a little bit of German, yeah. So the question, and also pronouns, because I don't really know what gender or none any of our foreign members are for yeah. the most part. So I'm just going to try to do they, I think, if I have yeah. to. Yeah. So, Faustina says, mm-hmm. to what extent is the main song, and I think we're talking about Cold War Bop, Cold War Bop here, yeah. sung by a character like the astronaut versus by the zeitgeist? I'm not sure which astronaut they're referring to. Yeah. The astronaut from, like, Last Man on the Moon, maybe? But I think the question still works. Is the character sung by a character or the zeitgeist? Who's the narrator of Cold War Bop, would you say? I know the answer. It's the guy in denim jeans who's like an old Bruce Springsteen, isn't it? Well, not really. I mean, it's just me, isn't it? Only because some details change, so it's not obvious. Right, okay. This is the thing about this song, is it's not really about a character. It's just just about me being an old, miserable bastard. You you don't push the pram, though, around around the shops. You, you take I the have car. pushed a pram around the shop. Yeah, you take the car. <laughs> when I get to the shops, I then push the pram around them. You don't. Yes, I do. Well, I don't now because they oh they can walk. Yeah. But when they couldn't, I yeah. used to. Yeah. I pushed the pram around theme parks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You what do. are you trying to say? No, no. I'm just saying I'm more of a pram pusher and you're more of a car car, car you know. Yeah, but you want to get to the shops. Yeah. You drive the car the the larder. To yeah. the shops, and then you get it out and you push the <laughs> pram around. It's a Cold War car, yeah. and the Cold War shops. Yeah, and I pushed the pram around quite happily. Yeah, well, I did. And they Do were... they play any Cold War bops in Tesco? Do no, we got to answer the questions that other okay. people have asked. Not, I'm sure that will come up. All right. Is it sung by a character? And I suppose the answer to that is that it is sung by a character in that all of the songs on this record, Avenue Q and on, are kind of sung by amalgamated characters, and. Occasionally, those amalgamated characters are based on real people. So, like Roseanne has a song, yeah, and Isaac Cappy has a song, yeah. But they're not remotely true about those people in the same way that you know Unity Mitford or what's the face, <laughs> you know, the one who joined the Symbionese Liberation Army. The, we did a song Patty about Hurst her, one. Patty Hurst. Yeah. In the same way, that, you know, I doubt she thought that I, I, I wasn't claiming to have insight into her actual thoughts when we write those songs, but yeah. they were amalgams of characters that were penned to a real person in a heavily fictionalized con way most of the songs are kind of about specific individuals who are amalgamated characters and the songs are all quite sad but very upbeat and the idea is very much that 
they are sort of sung in character. But Cold War Bop is probably the least true of those songs because on that one it is is a lot more about myself. Yeah. And again, the other thing about because this album's taking fucking years, like a ridiculous yeah, well, amount of time. I wrote Cold War Bop the week after Putin invaded Ukraine. Yeah. And like, I've just worked on it since. Yeah. But like the main thing with the idea because it did feel that week like everything was a bizarrely retro cataclysm yes so i like that so i I was interested in the idea of retro cataclysms and i was interested in the idea of confected history so the character who's singing that is kind of the way i was feeling i've just been ill a lot and old and i've spent time in a room with an off-rhythm heart and doctors not knowing what it means yeah and uh it's rubbish. Yeah, and that is quite hard to listen to, actually, because it's a true thing, isn't it? There are some true things in there. Oh, for fucked up, then. I should have made it easy to listen to. Huh? Well, it's supposed to be easy listening. Well, no, it is easy listening. listening. It's just that no one knows. There's a reason there's no hard. category in HMV called hard listening. <laughs> there used to be, didn't there? Well. Heavy, 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 heavy metal? Yeah, but they don't call it hard listening, do they? <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that, like, Norwegian black metal is quite hard listening. We are hard listening. It's yeah. uh there's yeah. a brilliant, there's a, in the great rock and roll discography book that I've got somewhere. I think there's a category for brilliantly unlistenable classics. Oh really? Of which I think Death of a Ladies Man is in there, and maybe Sid sings is in there. Oh right. Okay. That kind of thing, probably Captain Beefheart, that sort of thing. Yeah. But they didn't put call it hard listening in HMV. No. No, they called it like yeah, cool music. For well, that's because they're money makers, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah. So not, I should have written a song with easy They're to. money makers. Yeah. Well, I don't know what character cap that's true of Captain Beefheart. No, HMB, I mean, you know, they're all about, like, they're, they're going to tell you what you want to hear, aren't they? Yes. That's right. His master's voice. That's right. What was that? Who's the master, yeah? Yeah, the dog or the man. Anyway, that's the other question one. <laughs> right, question two. You ask question two. Having, having seen the teasy tweets, this is Maya... Having seen the teasy tweets and being intrigued by the website and stuff, I saw the single and was like, Cold War Bop? I thought this record was going to be all about Q and 2016 and 2020 and the chans and stuff. Sure, you mention Ivermectin and FB, Facebook, and Screens, but why the Cold War as a title-worthy and chorus-worthy point of reference for this all-important kick-off signal? Right, well, it's... Well, like I say, it does. It does mention that stuff, and it does get into it. It's a, it's a kind of easing in. This is it's not a concept album. Well, it is a concept album, but it's not a concept album with a story. So it's it's a concept album in the way that like Rumours is a concept album, in that all the songs kind of feed into each other, but that it doesn't tell a story in the way that like David Cry Superstar does. Yeah, okay. Um, it's not in order. But within that. the kind of narrative structure of it, this this the Cold War Bop is a kind of like is the it's the most normal it gets. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so it just gets worse from there. It's about the atmosphere of the world. The whole album's about the atmosphere of the world. And that song in particular is about um, myself and us, more specifically within it, before we start getting into more interesting characters. Yeah. So that's probably why. Uh, it's kind of... I mean, because it, it's about the, the, the great undoing and the unravelling and the centre falling apart and things not holding and all that stuff. Big Yates poem. <laughs> Big Gates poem, yeah. Yeah, the centre cannot hold. What rough beast, it's our come at last. 
does something. <laughs> Towards Jerusalem. Towards Jerusalem, that's right. Something, something, something. To be born. To be born, yeah. that's the one. Something, something, something. I did to quote it fairly recently to somebody, but yeah, I couldn't remember it. But yeah, it's a great poem because it's it just does sort of sum up late capitalism. We were talking about that at the Discord at some point, and people were saying it wasn't. Oh, what, were they? Or maybe yeah. I missed that. Well, they were saying it wasn't. A... I didn't agree. I think it is good. Oh, well, people are allowed to disagree about poems, aren't they? But I think if you're talking about QAnon, you're talking about the unravelling of civilization, and from lots of different perspectives. And this one is the first of them. Because it is all quite Cold War, because it is this kind of paranoid Russians on one side and yeah, on the other. Definitely. And it's a, a weird retro style of paranoia. That... There's also loads of, like, you know, code and secrecy in, bet- in between America and Russia, isn't there? Because there's all, like, you know, like... Russian people trying to trick Americans into giving them their data and that kind of thing. So there's loads of like, that's quite retro as well in many ways. I think. Yeah, it's. I mean, the whole but, thing's retro. I mean, the, like the kind of um, the winning elections of... by tricking people. And, you know, like, it's like it's like little little camera in a suitcase, isn't it? That's actually quite sort of familiar. Yeah, um, I mean, it's the paranoid style in, in American politics and the overweening threat of nuclear destruction. Yeah. And there's kind of the sense in which, like, because now we're, like, reliving the same paranoias of the 80s, but as farce. So everything's just a kind of ridiculous version of that. Now. Yeah. That, like, the, the debates and things are similar and the, the emotions are similar, but the detail is so completely ludicrous. I was thinking the other day that, like, even Donald Trump looks like he was created by AI, like a Russian AI. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. like, like a caricature of what you would have in a... He looks like, you know, sort of like a Nixon character or something that's been made yeah. up. Like, it doesn't... It's, it's ridiculous, isn't it? If you remember in Fungus the Bogeyman, everything in bogeydom, where the bogeymen live, everything is kind of the reverse of what humans value is kind of the conceit. And in the child's bedroom, they have, like, a reverse gollywog. It's, really, uh, yeah. it's got, like, sort of a ridiculous blonde hair yes, sticking out. And that. a ludicrous grinny face and, like, stupid bright eyes. Yeah. And it just... It is. It's like a racist character of a white... Caricature yeah. of a white person. It just looks exactly like Get yeah, Builders. So yes, yeah. The reverse of a gollywog in an upside down world. He's now currently the highest polling politician in the Netherlands. Which, yes, is the world turned upside down. Yeah. Another question from Orbific. It is a Orbific. Maybe I should do it more French. Mm. No reason to do that. It's a stupid yes no question, but is the line about the shoulder to the wheel an intentional echo to Ginsburg's America, as I hear it as such? And the answer to that is yes. America, I'm putting my queer shoulder to the wheel. Ah, okay. Well, I didn't know that. You know, I, I don't, I don't pick up on most of the references in the songs. I do That's have to ask That's why I do the books. Well. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I do. I found myself reading through the elevator music one the other day just to get some of the uh, references. But that was all your idea, <laughs> elevator music. It was my idea. Yeah, yeah. But the, but the references, you know, just to get them. Sometimes I don't know them. We do different jobs in our household. Yes, you push the pram, apparently. I do push the pram quite a lot. Sorry. I do the dry bed. <laughs> you do. I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying the idea that I've not pushed a pram well, around no, shops. I didn't. I didn't say you didn't. I it's just said fine. that you mostly use the car and I mostly use the buggy, you see. You can drive now. I can drive now, yeah. I drive I drive twice a week. Very good. Yeah. I find it quite difficult. Today I had to drive through a big puddle. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite challenging. Was it your first big puddle? Well, it was a it was the first dual carriageway big puddle, so that was a little bit. I was a bit worried I was going to 
skid out of control, you know. Ryder just went, whoa, that was a big puddle. Nice. <laughs> that's what Ryder's like. It is. <laughs> that was Very cool. Dramatic. Yeah. Right. right. How early in the whole Let's Do This Song album process did the video become part of the plan? Because obviously, wow, but also obviously so much work. And how important is the video to this project from Maya? Well, it was so much work. It was so much <laughs> work, yeah. Months, do you want to tell people how work. you did it? Because nobody knows how you did it. And that is actually the main thing that I get asked. How did he do it? It's amazing. How did he do it? The thing is, so many different ways that it's really difficult. Because like, it's all it's like a magic trick. There's like loads of different ways to get the same effect. I think and people like, probably And what was interesting, and what was bad is I kept having to restart it because they kept inventing better technology. Yeah. And yeah. since it's come out, I could have done it better already, which is annoying. Yeah. The basic... For the for for photos for things where it's like me and Julia, uh, as re- reimagined as Cold War figures, because because there's some which it's like Cold War figures in in a music video, which is a different process altogether. But the basic process of having us being like in the eighties and then animated is I was using either Stable Diffusion or Dali Three, depending on the time when I originally did it, and also depending on which worked best to generate generic looking pictures of kind of denim-clad Cold War youth or, like, uh, concerts at the Berlin Wall, stuff like that. Yeah. And I would do the pictures, right. Then I would use software to kind of... I've got, like, models of our faces, um, which I can use as with, like, face swapping, like, kind of deep fake software to swap our faces onto the faces of the generated image. Yeah. Right. Um, then I would run it through a image-to-video process, which was usually a, a company called Pika Labs, who, when we were making it, went into a public beta, and the beta was on their Discord, but you had unlimited usage, so I could use that load, so that was uh-huh. great. Because okay. um, since then, it's launched officially, and uh-huh. you have to pay for it to use it anywhere near as much as I was using it, so right. was, it was a good chunk of time to be doing it. And that would then generate three seconds at a time of video right. with our faces on it. Then I would run that video through a different deep fake software to make us look like us again, because it would usually mess that up. Right, okay. Um, and that would then give you three seconds of video, which you could then like put into the video and crop out and try and edit it together. Uh-huh. So that the bulk of it is like that. But then also I, I did things where I had models of like JFK and Margaret Thatcher and stuff, because you can't... One of the interesting things is Dali 3, in particular, is forbidden from making images of famous people. Right, yeah. Um, which is, it's, and there's this whole Taylor Swift thing at the moment, and again, it's just like, oh, shut up, because it's incredibly irritating, because, like, apparently, I'm a fantasiac, so I can't do this, but apparently people are making images in their heads all the time, so I don't know where the moral outrage is about that, because I don't know what people are thinking. <laughs> you could be walking down the street and people are, but anyway, it won't do it, it won't, it won't do a picture of, like, Khrushchev. You, you say, you can do a Khrushchev, and it goes, oh, I can't do Khrushchev. So you have to say, can you make a picture of a politician with the same haircut as Khrushchev? Right. Like a stocky Russian politician with the same haircut as Khrushchev, and then it gives you someone who looks enough like Khrushchev that you can then swap actual Khrushchev's face onto it. Right. So that was a whole other thing. So it took, just took fucking ages. It was a really, really long process. The video, And obviously, when the song was written, originally the video was going to be like a few shots like that, cut in to do with... I was going to do like a jukebox and a white room and kind of dress up like George Michael. Yeah. And kind of do a bit of that sort of thing. Yeah. With like, and then maybe have you as like Nana... Yeah. Um, and we were going to do is, actual filming. But is then Nana in it? Is it, is it, is it is there's it, a shot where you're Nana at the end yeah, and go over the balloon. Right. I and I put your know. face on Nana's yeah, body. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, and some of the shots are actually just directly ripped from the Scorpions. Yeah. Because their video's got loads of Cold War footage, so you can just rip them out because you know, yeah. they were doing the same thing as us. Yeah. Yeah. 
So originally the video was going to be that, and then we couldn't find anywhere to film it because that's just fucking irritating because everyone wants money now all the time. We really want to do anything. Everyone's like, ooh, can you pay us £200, please? Like, no, I'm not. I'm going to do all the work. It's, well, just, a bit, it's just a bit frustrating because yeah. it's like actually what you need is this, you need you need space in order to nourish and flourish an artistic community. And obviously, like, I appreciate we have, I have a bit of, I know that people don't always like this about me, but I do kind of, I do tend to think that it's better to offer things either for free or for, for cheap, you know, for like 50 quid or whatever. I never ask anyone for any money for anything. Just because the, the 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 favour that they then owe you is is pretty is pretty valuable and quite often that will be that'll be more worth it than the cash. That's not what you think. That's not um, for mercenary reasons, though, is it? It's no, just because, well, that's it's just part, because the work. I suppose matters. that's my like. That's my like. I'm I'm giving. That's your you post hoc justification. But the, the my... problem is the work. It's like the work matters. Not well. It's just that like if you make a if you make a video like this, obviously like, it's, it's loads and loads of work and not really a way. There's no way of making it profitable. So the idea that you would then just have to pay pe- loads of people money just to do it is kind of it's just it's just pretty frustrating because you're basically. Just this is just very current. Cause we need to find a farm, which is why we didn't really send on February 6th anyway yeah so we couldn't find anywhere to do it so I just thought well I better fill in the gaps with like more AI stuff and then people kept coming out with new techniques to do new AI stuff but I mean the the, the thematically I just I love the idea of a confected history that's my favourite thing about AI obviously we've gone into it quite deep but like the idea that you can I love just the idea of fake historical documents yeah that look indistinguishable that, that kind of that kind of uncanny value thing and then yeah. that kind of the, the the sort of repeating of history as farce thing which is what the album's about in a big way um yeah. and just oh and i just love love little things like i mean I, I love the kind of freeing way that you can i think this is to do with being old as well is that when you're old you don't sort of give a shit about being cool so you can be actually a lot cooler yeah so like i always wanted to rip off in on like VHSs in the 80s, you used to have this sort of introductory thing that would go on for like seven minutes or something. It would be like all the videos in the collection you could get. Yeah. And there was a music bit where it had like Blue Jean and it would just show you the bit where like David Bowie goes, ding, 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 Blue Jean. And that would be the, all the entirety of what you saw. Yeah. But I was, I was, I love There was a Thin Lizzy one as well. There was, a, there yeah. was one that went. That's yeah. one of my favourite bits. Boys of, are back in town. The boys yeah, are just back a little bit. It's a tiny little bit of it. Yeah. yeah. And so there's, because of that, because of that video collection thing, I love that. Just, just David Bowie going, ding, 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 blue jean. But that's enough. Like that's that's I've got no particular love for the whole song, but I like it. But like yeah. just that bit because of that video collection. There's a bit in that where it has, and coming to video for the first time, the greatest hits of all of the world or something. Yeah. And then it just has Duran Duran, and it has got a picture of like Duran Duran doing a jump, jumping up and down on stage. Yeah. And then across the screen, it just says Duran Duran, kind of flashes in this really awful white font that kind of fills the whole screen. And I always wanted to put that in a video. Yeah. So we did. And it says Cold War box. Yeah, so that's, it, yeah. that's directly stolen from the bit in the video collection promo yeah. where it prom- promotes the Duran Duran yeah. VHS you can buy in 1985. Yeah. And I'm glad that that's there because that made me happy. Yeah. Don't know if we answered that question or not, but it will do. Right, next question. Whoa. Related to Maya's first question, uh-huh. has the Cold War... This isn't directly about writing the song, so you can answer this one. Um, has the Cold War ended? Has the Cold War ended, Julia? Julia Indelicate. Has the Cold War ended? Um. Answer me! (laughs) (laughs) Answer the question, Julia. Oh, God, it's like Radio 4 in in the Today Today programme. Yes. Um, mm, No. (laughs) Okay, moving on to the next question. (laughs) The music video uses AI extensively. Did you also use any AI in recording the song? I can't remember. 
I have been using it to record the songs. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a, diff- it's a difficult question because, like, there's, like, AI that annoys people on the internet, which is what you get now, which is, which is like, generative AI. Yeah. But then there's been AI slowly creeping into music production for years. So there's yeah. things like various EQ plugins and stuff which have a kind of AI component where they'll analyse the waveform of the song and suggest where to put the little markers of turning the volume up and down in the wave spectrum. So, like, that's AI. So everyone uses that all the time. Yeah. There's, like, some... There's a plugin called Vocaline, which... You use to which uses AI to kind of make sure that two vocals are close. It's what it's what Billie Eilish uses all the yeah, time. So it's like, yeah, people it's have been Billie using Eilish, this stuff for ages. Well, now. The way that, that Billie Eilish does things, you're recording herself like hundred times and then uses Vocaline to like yeah. make sure they're all perfectly aligned with each other. So he's that a bit. Still haven't used any pitch correction because we're not amateurs. And <laughs> <laughs> everyone uses pitch correction. We do not. Never used it on a record apart okay. from the recorder on um, like. Julie, we don't in the 60s. Yeah, because it was, um, the tuning was out, wasn't it? Yeah, that had bad tune, but we've never used pitch correction on, okay, let's be, let's, for the sake of accuracy, we've never used pitch correction on my or your voices. Yes. (laughs) That's, that seems fair. That's true. That that I can stand by forever. Yeah, so there is some AI. I don't think there's actually any generative AI in Cold War Bob. There is generative AI in other songs on the record, as in there are like sounds which have been created by a prompt. For example, one of making on I want near needed like the the cuica, which is a kind of Brazilian drum. You know, on me and Julio down by the schoolyard. Yeah, which is a drum that you can. It's, it's kind of you basically play it by wanking the inside of a drum. It's really good. It's, like, it's got like a long stem yeah. inside the drum, and you sort of like. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm doing the. There is a children's toy that is quite similar to it. That is a a, a children's type of drum. Yeah, like a type of a type of you know. And I didn't have a good sample for that, so I, I used generative AI to create one and then put that in a sampler. Yeah. So there is stuff on the record. You won't notice it though. I mean, on the mo- for the most part, it's... there's a lot on Mechanical Child, isn't there? Mechanical is almost all generative AI, yeah, but like yeah, this, this, there isn't much in this. But when there is, it's useful, and it's like you won't. It's I don't think it's it doesn't stand out because, as I've said on talking about the Mechanical Child. Why, why generative audio is good is because it doesn't sound like synthesizer. It sounds like audio. It sounds yeah. really analog and weird. So yeah. in the way that like so the mechanical child sounds, there's got really interesting sounds there because it sounds like you've kind of recorded something badly and it's got all the flaws of of, of analog audio rather than the flaws of digital audio, which are which is an interesting thing to do. So I don't think they stand out very much. I, lo- I do love the way that Paul Simon pronounces Julio. <laughs> as, if he's, as, as if he's like super trying to get it right yeah. as if it's his son's friend he's like oh hello welcome welcome to my house Julio <laughs> would, you, would you would you like a, a hamburger or whatever did you have in your culture Julio Julio down by the schoolyard yeah. brilliant song though yeah and it's got that the wanking drum as I think of it <laughs> the wanking drum. The wanking drum. Yeah, lovely. You've They're good. I have your names for you. I don't. If you go to Adapter Drap in Brighton and ask for the wanking drum, do you think they'll know what you I mean? Don't, I wouldn't do that to him. He's nice in there. He is nice. That's yeah. 36 minutes. I wonder if we should do the other questions in another podcast. Because okay. there's still loads. Are there really? Yeah. Oh, Christ. Okay. All so right. how about we do one more? Probably the, let's, do, let's do the last question from Sublingual and then... Oh, that's not... There is another one with them. Let's, let's do the last question from Sublingual and then we're going to do another podcast r- tomorrow or whenever, okay. and and do the rest of the questions on that one. Okay. Okay. So the last question is going to be, sorry to pull this down to a smash hits level, which honestly I, 
I was more of that would be good. Yeah. I love Smash Hits. Yeah. Yeah, it's a proper ma- music magazine. I never really read music magazines. I did buy The Enemy for a bit because of because of you know I thought well all these boys they like they like this stuff don't they? I'll buy it and I I bought yeah. it but I didn't understand anything to get boys to like you. Well, just because they were all in bands in Brighton, weren't they? Yeah. So did I thought you, well, did if you I know, in the, did you sit in the corner of a school disco with it like conspicuously open? No, just going oh just checking out The Enemy. I didn't need to sit in the corner. I was so beautiful. So but, why did you uh, have to fake reading the enemy? Because I was worried that I wasn't, you know, coming across right. So I, I thought, well, if I read one of these magazines, then maybe they'll, I'll be like, yeah, Elastica or something. And that, <laughs> <laughs> they'll like me. <laughs> didn't really work. But, um, What's your favourite Elastica song? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't super into it. I did go to like a Manix gig and I went to, and I've liked Radiohead. I thought Radiohead were good. I just, I don't know. I liked Massive Attack, didn't I? I'm worried about this song, this album being like Elastica's second album. That took five years. No, no, it's a good album. It's a good album. Elastica's five years. Oh, so you've got an opinion on Elastica's second album? I'm just the one that I heard earlier. No, you're right, it's not a very good album, but it did take five years and everyone was like, oh, that's, that's taken five years. Yeah. What took the time? <laughs> like, whereas this one, honestly, yeah. I think you can tell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what it's, took a top, the time. it's a top album. It's, top. it's, it's really good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's I great. It's got some great tunes on it. It's really, like, really catchy. It's some great production, Simon, as well. Well, that's because yeah. I spent five years in my bedroom yeah. learning how to do it. Yeah, I'm still trying Arcadia to Arcadia Park was really it. handy. Yeah. Arcadia Park was like proper music. So that's been really useful in learning yeah. how to do things. Yeah, especially um, doing it by yourself in in a you know, yeah, without is it them, help. Did we have, yeah, this is the only thing we. This will be the first album we've done with no, no other production. Yeah, at all. no studio no time. No studio anyway, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of, I mean, I've, kind of worked, I've mixed the last few, and but like, yeah. yeah. So I've kind of been the producer, to whatever it's like. Producer's a weird term these days. Yeah, but like, yeah. I've kind of been the producer the last two, but. Uh, this uh, this will be the first one that's entirely engineered and produced in, in our house, and it's I think it sounds fine. Yeah, and you worry no, it about kind it. Of suits it kind of suits being, I mean style wise it kind of suits being more. Similar. I mean they don't know what the style wise is. The no. style is very much. You can imagine uh, Fleetwood Mac playing the theme tune to Laverne and Shirley. Yeah, that is the style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is Which the style. kind of suits doing it, you know. And I think having heard Cold War Pop, you've kind of heard they don't really mean that, do they? It's just kind of it's a bit it's more credible than that. It yeah. fucking isn't. Yeah, that was, Cold War Pop is by far the most. That's the other reason why it came came out first. It's cause it sounds like a normal <laughs> song that doesn't have any like, you know, jazz chords in it for, for like bridging moments yeah. and stuff. I mean, some of the songs are, are, are old enough actually that Ryder um still remembers them like he remembers them from a from a few years ago so he he remembers like a few yeah it's been a long long time yeah, coming yeah and obviously like covid happened in between it just wasn't really possible to do anything with it it's just, just babies and covid and and also nervous breakdowns oh right <laughs> do you have a nervous breakdown a little bit a little More bit of, i suppose a midlife crisis that turned into a total loss of all confidence yeah and inability sort of paralyzing inability to, to and that to was make... me first because i'm a bit older than you yeah by by like a couple a year and a half yeah and then you yeah and then i think now we're sort of like fuck <laughs> kind of out of it yeah we could just do whatever we can just make our, our laverne and shirley <laughs> yeah on album. i think so i think yeah definitely yeah yeah we just, we just we just watch fleetwood mac at the moment just... i've been watching lots of fleetwood mac yeah i yeah. like them they're good 
It's more but just it's, it's more that I it is really interesting watching watching musicians at work and paying attention to what they do in a way that isn't just cynical, which I think probably comes with age a little bit. Like before, I'd probably been like, "It's not punk rock enough for me, actually," and I, and then and I've, I'd kind of ignore That's it. That's what Lindsay Buckingham thought when he made Tusk. I was reading oh, about it. Oh really? He was like, oh, "Guys, it's not punk rock enough." <laughs> it's like I've been really, I've been checking out these guys, The Clash, and they're they're really, they're really great, and like we're just not punk rock enough. That's why Tusk is so weird because he was so intimidated by punk rock, and he was just like, "I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm telling you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take all the cocaine in the world, and then I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna record, I'm gonna, I'm gonna record my vocals, but I'm gonna lie down on the floor." <laughs> not, not exaggerating. Really? That's true. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna lie down on the floor. I'm gonna, I'm gonna whisper in my vocals and I'm like that. Yeah. And then I'm gonna spend a million dollars of the record company's money, <laughs> and then it's not gonna make anywhere near as much as rumors. There are cross. some records that really do sound like they've had money spent on them. That isn't the money on the music. That's the money on the. On okay. the on the vision, yeah, <laughs> the vision, right? It's like the vision is the drugs or something. Whereas I think like the Sex Pistols album sounds like. I just, I don't know, it just sounds like urgent and complete in a very particular way, which is why I like it so much. But I think that I'm sort of trying to appreciate musicianship a little bit more. I think anything, almost all music, if you pay attention to it, there's like something there. Apart from, occasionally you'll you'll pay attention to a song and go, oh, there isn't. I don't know, I think there was quite a lot in the 2000s and 2010s that was just literally some 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 chords and some words that, yeah guitar you know, music and I mean, like, guitar music like, I, think, I think it kind of it really that did really break the vibe of music with instruments because it was just was so poor and you can't really get away with that for a really you know long time without kind of causing some damage I think um, yeah I mean I think like like Lam Phil Indy is, is the kind of thing where like genuinely shit music yeah. where it's like really shit pop music often is not shit it's actually often well yeah really I don't think that includes together. pop music at all because I think pop music's just stayed the same really pop music's much harder to yeah. it's that it's the old thing of like that maturity I think comes when you realise that being depressing is much easier than being joyful yeah right and like making a making a, a film that makes everyone's hearts swell with joy is much harder than making a film that's really bleak and miserable yeah and that's like the same with and, and I think in terms of pop music it's like Making acceptable pop music is so much harder yeah. than making like indie music. Indie music is a piece of piss to produce. Like in yeah. terms of, and it's like putting that together, putting together some something that will genuinely pay, just do the job of like being in the background of someone's life while they kiss people for the first time is so much harder than making like teenagers cry. Yeah, um, and it's certainly the case that when you really pay attention to most music, most music has got just like huge amounts of depth in it and that's worth paying attention to. Yeah, definitely. and often the cheesiest. Most loathed genres, uh, kind of apart from electro swing, there's nothing there. <laughs> electro, electro swing. swing is the worst genre of all time. Yeah, um, I think that probably there's something to be said for like reaching a certain age where you where you appreciate beauty and joy rather than ugliness and and edginess. I think that probably is definitely happening to me a little bit. We're kind of like, like oh look, that's a very very well painted painting that's very pretty and then uh, rather than kind of going yeah i like it because it's ugly yeah i like it because they've taken that paint and put barbed wire on it yeah yeah exactly whereas i think that's probably a bit of a young man's game i think that's probably something that's ha- that happened to like john lydon as well like when you read his book it's kind of it's definitely something you know it's like you go from doing like the sex pistols to being like yeah i just want to make some some nice tunes and save my stuff over them now well, that and, like, thing he did for his wife for exactly which yeah. the irish nation yeah 
stu- cruelly, stupidly yeah. rejected. Oh. And what happened to Ireland in Eurovision? Didn't even make it to the final. Got knocked no. out in the heat because they didn't choose. They should have chosen it. Disgraceful. They've, they've, they've got. They've learned their lesson though this year. They've they've, they've, cho- they've just chosen the Irish entry. Oh, is it good? Uh, I think they're like a non-binary okay. banshee squealing thing. Okay. Uh, it's got like no tune. Right. So, I saw a bit of a video. Okay. They look really yeah. like okay. it's like they've gone. Oh. That was a terrible idea what we did last time, yeah. sending the most normal girl in all of Ireland, which is what they did. Yeah. And there was some sense of one better. But like, oh, we should have had, we, could, we were all robbed of the beauty of that yeah. John Lydon single because it was gorgeous. Yeah, but I think that definitely happens when you get a bit older. You kind of like, you just kind of go, well, it is actually harder to make it really, really pretty. So let's try and make it really, really pretty because we've got the time. So, yeah. All right, so we spent ages not answering a question. It got We did like another 10 minutes, so let's not answer that question now. Let's answer that last question on the other one. Yeah, okay. Because um, I, I think I started reading it out and only got halfway through the reading it out. Oh, no. Um, but the first, So as a kind of uh, cliffhanger to uh-huh. the next episode, yeah. what will Subling will ask? <laughs> this is what will be the second <laughs> sentence in this question. The first sentence is, sorry to pull this down to a smash hits level question, but dot, dot, dot. Ellipsis. question, but <laughs> no ellipsis. Right, okay. so we're going to end on an ellipsis. Dun, dun, dun. Now that's ending on a little musical sting that you've sung. Okay. There, we're going to actually end on the ellipsis. Okay.